Clayton Safey. He is the pride and joy of the Safey family. They listen every day. The entire family gets together at Mama Safey's house. They have bubble pizza uh, in the Ada, Forest Hills area. They listen to my show on 96.1 The Game, our flagship station. I'm kind of like Elvis to that family. Clayton has worked so hard uh, to be a part of the Wolverine.com team with Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom, Doug Skeen. Skeener will join us in an hour. I think Clayton is standing by. Michigan, Michigan State Week on the Huge Show and the Michigan Sports Network. How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well. Who doesn't listen? If you if you live in the state of Michigan, you like sports. You listen to the Huge Show, so yeah, you, uh, we are not the exception. You there. read that exactly the way Superfly texted it to you. Hi, um, that's right. So I think you guys owe me fifty bucks. <laughs> so, yeah. 50 bucks. Uh-oh. Looks like someone took a hit on the Cowboys-Chargers game on the DraftKings Sportsbook at Big Board. I took a hit on some college football over the weekend, I'll say that. You know, uh, could you believe what Oregon, uh, when they didn't punt, uh, that's just shocking. You know, you're going to give Penix the ball back? Are you kidding me? I know. It's, it's such a theme, too, these days, the last three, four, five years with the aggression you play to win the game, but sometimes those decisions don't actually help you win the game. Sometimes there's a reason why you punt or you kick, you know, take points and everything. So very, very interesting. That game lived up to the hype, though. That was, that was awesome. All right, so let's move on to Michigan, Michigan State. 25 points it opened on the DraftKings uh, big board. Uh, your thoughts uh, on that matchup, uh, the 25-point spread, uh, which is also there in the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub at Soren Eagle. What are you thinking about that game right now? It's our Honolulu Blue, presented by Coppercraft. Huge question of the day. What's your vibe on that final score Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, I think the the spread sounds about right. Uh, I saw it open at like 19 some places. I thought that was pretty low, and it settled kind of probably where it should be. I mean, I think Michigan State is probably better than their 2-4 and four record says they had a couple games in there they should have won they actually outgained maryland but that's not even one of the games i would point to iowa um you know the game last week at rutgers they obviously should have won i think their defense is okay and you know we'll challenge michigan a little bit especially on third down they rank third in the country in third down defense um you know and, and if that means that michigan state stays in this game for a little while then i think that's what what could happen but michigan has kind of shown and not against great teams but i don't think michigan state is a great team but they've shown that They've been able to battle some early adversity in some of these games. You know, you're down 7 nothing at the end of the first quarter against Indiana. Uh, you know, you're down 7 nothing after allowing a big play against Rutgers, and then you come back and just play, you know, extremely good football. This team's steady. This team is level-headed. Uh, Harlan Barnett, Michigan State's interim coach, talked about it this week, just about how experienced this team looks. So I think it could be close for a while, but I, I like Michigan to pull away in this game um, and it really just – for a number of reasons, uh, you know, I think this offense is uh, is really starting to click, especially with J.J. McCarthy. He's playing better by the week, I think. And then this Michigan defense has been so tough to score on. So a young quarterback, Michigan State struggling offense, should have a tough time moving the football uh, as well. So I, I think it'll be somewhere right in that range, around 24 points. And uh, haven't settled on a total score yet, but I, I would lean towards Michigan covering the spread. How did Michigan deliver that first quarter at home and not show up? I, you know, you're the number two team in America. Uh, you have, you know, 111,000 some odd paying fans. I get the weather was bad, but also 
I've watched a lot of high school teams bring it in the weather the last two Friday nights. I just can't make excuses for what I think was the worst quarter I've ever seen from a hardball coach team. And on the flip side, they delivered three quarters where they look like a national championship level team, all in the same game. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a good question. I, I think it was, it was pretty bad in that first quarter. If you don't come up with that interception on that first long drive that Indiana had, then, you know, they at least potentially get three points there. Um, you know, obviously it didn't matter at the end when you look at 52, but you didn't know that was going to happen. So I agree. But at the same time, this, this team has, has been held to such a high standard, um, you know, where they struggle for a quarter, then, you know, kind of the sky is falling within the fan base. And then they end up, you know, they're sitting back relaxing at the end of the day after winning 52 to seven. It's just kind of the way it works, I guess, when you're playing at this level. Um, but I thought the response was good. I thought, you know, really the, if you look at Michigan's defense against Indiana, they didn't know what to expect from that Indiana offense with the new offensive coordinator. They said it was kind of like a training camp game where you come right out of camp. It's the first game of the season. You don't know what the other team's going to run necessarily. So that was a challenge on its own. And then they settled in and then the offense, you know, they gave up a couple of pressures early on. Uh, they still didn't pass protect. I thought as well as they should have throughout the game. But once they started to pick up a couple first downs, you saw them getting that rhythm and really start to click. So I think it was just kind of one of those one of those things, and I mean, you said it like you, you can't play you can't play like that maybe against a better opponent, but at the same time, a lot of times it just goes differently against a better opponent, and you rise to the occasion. So it's just one of those things against a, a lesser team that that happened, and you know they kind of got that out of their system. But for the most part, quarter over quarter, this 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 team has been pretty consistent. Who's been the most surprising player in Michigan this year for you? Just personally watching all the games, re-watching them for the Wolverine.com, Clayton, who would be at the top of that list? That's another great one. I, I got to go with Mason Graham on the interior of the defensive line. I thought he was going to be good, but how good he's been has been a little bit surprising. And, you know, because I thought they, they lose Mozzie Smith, first-rounder, to the Dallas Cowboys at that nose tackle spot. And they were so good at stopping the run last year. And I thought, okay, it might be, you know, a little bit of an adjustment for Mason Graham who played a little bit last year to then play the big time snaps and be in there consistently down after down. But I mean, he has done so well in there and he's, he's not as big as Mozzie Smith, but he can get off blocks. I think a little bit better. And he's doing it the last couple of weeks with that big club on his left hand. So he's been super impressive to me. Um, especially what he did in the, in the Minnesota game with a couple tackles for loss, led the team in tackles, which you don't often see from this defense, from a defensive lineman. So yeah, he's been impressive to me. I mean, also just the way J.J. McCarthy has really elevated his game. You know, I kind of expected him to do that, and I thought he could be in the mix for, you know, Heisman finalist type of season. But once he's having it, it's, it's still pretty, uh, pretty impressive to watch just how much better he is this year, how much more in command he is. So I'd say those two guys, but there are a number of guys who have who have raised their level of play, and I think they're getting healthier on the, in the secondary too. I think we're going to see some guys start to play a little bit better back there in the second half of the season as well. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine dot com talking Michigan State hosting Michigan on Saturday night. Spartans a twenty five point underdog. I saw that Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub live sports betting at Soaring Eagle. It's our huge question of the day that you can answer. Our Honolulu Blue, presented by Coppercraft, that adult cocktail. It's not drinking the Kool-Aid. 
It's drinking something even better. Honolulu Blue. Look for it at your local stores. Presented by our friends from Coppercraft uh, Distillery. Your vibe on the final score. You heard Clayton. I'll give you mine coming up later. I, I say Michigan by 21, but you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Uh, before I let you go, uh, Penn State, Ohio State. Now, if you're a Michigan fan... You're rooting for Ohio State to win, so that will give Michigan a cushion that if they would lose at Penn State, they could turn around, beat Ohio State, and I think the three-way tie is the higher ranking, if I'm not wrong, which Michigan then winning at the end and an undefeated Ohio State team would be a better win for Michigan if they needed that. After losing at Penn State, it's all hypothetical, but I think the Michigan fan needs to root for Ohio State. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and it is kind of interesting because it just it all depends on what else plays out, you know, in terms of the tiebreaker. Because then it, they could get down to a three way tiebreaker where you have to root for the West Division opponents that you played. It's the the better record between the West Division opponents you played. So it gets kind of confusing once you get down a couple rungs on the tiebreaker. But uh, I, I agree with you. I think Ohio State is who you root for if, if, you're, uh, if you can allow yourself to do that. If you're a Michigan fan, I've talked to some Michigan fans that can't. And then I guess I don't blame them necessarily given the rivalry. But it's more than anything, I think it's going to be a really interesting game to kind of see what you're going to be up against in those two huge games that Michigan has in November. Obviously, you got to go at Penn State, but then Ohio State coming here. Um, you know, both of them have looked very, very good this year, and both of them have also kind of showed some vulnerability. So I'm interested to see them head-to-head. That's usually a good, entertaining game, so I'm excited for that one. And, and I, I do think Ohio State is going to win that one at home, but uh, I'm more than anything just interested to see, you know, this round-robin start between these three teams because really it's those three and everybody else in the Big Ten right now. And the West is Iowa in the they're they're in a position with that god awful offense to win the West, aren't how. they? Yeah. They are. I mean, they're in the absolute driver's seat at this point. But would I be surprised at all to see them squander that? No, because I mean, every year in the West, somebody wins it kind of by default, or they back into winning it. But I cannot believe. I guess I can because it's the Big Ten West. But the way that Iowa wins that game against Wisconsin. The way that they, they're still a one-loss team is incredible with that quarterback and that offense at this point. So the Big Ten West, and then Maryland, you know, in the East, loses to Illinois, who's been terrible as well. So I think we're just seeing that there's there's those three, and there's a massive, massive drop-off right now between everybody else, including Maryland, who we thought maybe was a little bit better than what they showed on Saturday against Illinois. One thing I'm looking at and watching a lot of Penn State and Ohio State this year, and Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Huge Show across Michigan, outside of Marvin Harrison Jr., who is the best receiver in college football. I think he'd be all pro right now in the NFL. Uh, Penn State doesn't have that game changer on offense. Harrison is a game changer. They finally figured that out. Ryan Day's like, you know what, we're going to throw to him all the time so Maryland doesn't beat us. Uh, There aren't a lot of offensive superstars on either one of those teams outside of Harrison Jr. That's why I like Michigan at Penn State. I love Michigan now at Maryland, and I love Michigan at home against Ohio State. No, it's a, it's a great point because you have the best quarterback, in your opinion, if you're a Michigan fan, right? I mean, 
you have the best quarterback in this league, you're going to go into those games with the better quarterback. You may not have the better skill position guys when you play Ohio State. And Penn State does have a couple skill position guys that I think are solid, but not quite to the Ohio State level. Um, Penn State does have the dudes on defense. I'll say that. So it'll be really interesting to see what they do against both Michigan and Ohio State in these games because I think the Michigan game, that could be a low-scoring, kind of grinded-out game like it was a couple of years ago up there in Happy Valley. So, um, you know, I think you like where you're positioned if you're Michigan right now. Uh, and you look at the DraftKings King Sportsbook, at least as of yesterday when I looked at it, Michigan is the sole favorite right now to win the national championship, which is crazy. Doesn't mean anything right now, but – it just goes to show you kind of, you know, how well they've played to this point and, and how good of a position they're in here as November nears. And Jim Harbaugh said November is already here for Michigan. I don't know if he has a, a correct calendar or not, but it feels like it's, it's getting darn close here. When it comes to counting and days and dates, I'm going to pass on the Jim Harbaugh calendar and I'll just keep uh, moving forward. I will say if Michigan didn't have that ugly first quarter on Saturday, I think they could have moved to number one in the country, but you know what? You decided on the field now with the 14 playoff next year, we're going to get 12. And I can't believe a year from now, we'll be talking about Oregon, Washington, UCLA, and USC, uh, all part of the Big Ten. And they're all going to bring those great defensive units uh, east. That will be a beautiful thing because none of those schools are even touching the Final Four because they don't play defense. But TCU didn't play a lot of defense last year. And they got to the national championship game. Clayton Safey, give my best to Mama Safey and that bubble pizza. I'm waiting for another delivery, another order. Next time you're in town, we'll bring you in studio. You bring bubble pizza, we open up a microphone. You don't bring bubble pizza, <laughs> you don't get in. That's hey, Sounds like a fair trade. All right. We love you, Clayton. Oh, yeah. He's really doing a great job.